The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling? Make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. Kansas City and, and Tampa met on, here it is, Thanksgiving. Nova, Sunday, November the 29th. Okay, the weekend after Thanksgiving. Kansas City won the game in Tampa, in that stadium, 27-24. The game was on CBS. It's starting to circulate the internet now. I saw it on Instagram. What Tony Romo said at the end of that broadcast as Tom Brady and Kansas City, Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes were shaking hands and stuff at midfield. Do you want me to make slight guess here? I think there's a better, there's a, there's a, there's a better than good chance. I don't know what even that percentage is that these two are going to be here in Tampa. Wow. Today's the Both first sides time. of it. I thought Tampa Bay had a very uphill battle to climb. Now I think they're in the discussion after they evolved this offense today as the game was unfolding and Brady was getting upset. They're going to have to go on the road, though, in the postseason. Absolutely. It's going to be hard. I mean, for anything. To get there. Can you believe that? Kind of a Nostradamus thing, huh? Man, what is Tony Romo? He's not human. Well, he's, he's a great announcer, and I think he brings a lot to the table as far as what he what he does with his color commentary. You know, he may not be able to hold an extra point snap or, or win a single <laughs> game, but he can handle this. Louvier just loved your dig right there. He loved it, by the way, because he told us that he can hate, he has and always will hate everything about the Cowboys. No, I'm there with him. All right, so y'all hate Dak. him. I love Dak, man. <laughs> y'all hate <laughs> the Cowboys. But I'm not a Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. Man, what is Tony Romo? You know, he. I felt like the gushing of praise for him sort of tipping plays and was a little bit – while it's impressive and it's great that he could communicate it during the game, I thought it was a little overplayed the whole he's, – he's calling out what they're about to run, and people were so amazed by it. Okay, I will admit I wasn't trying to take a shot at him at all. I think what I was trying to do is explain, number one, this is a – you know, a, a decade veteran of the NFL, so all he's ever done for 10 years is watch film. He knows this stuff like the back of his hand. And two, he goes into these production meetings with the coaching staffs before the games and talks X's and O's with them. Right. So they've also kind of given him keys that, hey, look, when we get one-on-one on so-and-so in this situation, we're going to go to it. And So he's seeing that, okay? It's like people don't necessarily – so I sounded like I was downplaying all that stuff. That said – Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, well, I was kind of explaining it then. And with yeah. that said, I still have talked about, I enjoy so much how genuine, authentic he is when he calls the games, how genuine the excitement is. You can tell he's having so much fun. But on top of all this stuff, Tony Romo, after Tampa loses a game at home to the Chiefs, it's a close game, 27-24, loses a game at home, it put him at 7 and five, knowing they would hit the road in the playoffs, called it at the end of the broadcast and said there's a a great chance that these two teams will meet back in this stadium for the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, what is he? 
be smart. Romo! And, and it just happened to hit, you know, because one of the one of the guys at the golf course has been betting everybody, Romo's going all the way. He's going to be at his home stadium. And there were people going, dude, I'll take all your money. <laughs> well, now, <laughs> let me just say this. Oh, you mean Brady. Time now. There's a guy yeah. saying Brady is yeah. going all the way. And, yeah, and and I'm uh, just like Romo was, and and uh, yeah, I, I had to buy him lunch the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think they'd beat the Saints, so I had to buy him lunch. So you had this. Well, hey, look, good on you, good on you. You yeah. made a friend. Yeah, you well, lost. You lost. He's a, a good dude. Bet you made a friend. There you go. <laughs> That's great. Y'all having to pay up, man. And I, I don't mind betting for food and stuff because, like, you got to eat. Right? Oh sure, yeah. So. I mean, it's just Romo predicted it. November, Sunday after Thanksgiving, predicted this. Slight guess here. I think there's a better, there's a, there's a, there's a better than good chance. I don't know what even that percentage is that these two are going to be here in Tampa. Wow. Today's the Both first sides time. of it. I thought Tampa Bay had a very uphill battle to climb. Now I think they're in the discussion after they evolved this offense today as the game was unfolding and Brady was getting upset. They're going to have to go on the road, though, in the postseason. Absolutely. It's going to be hard. I mean, for anything. To get there. That's just incredible. Did you hear he kind of chuckled when he goes in? Brady kind of got upset. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he got upset, all right. Brady would light into everybody. Hey, and I will say at the end of that, too, and I I think a lot of him, uh, Bruce Arians and – Andy Reid, at the end of that game, they showed them shaking hands at midfield where they had their masks on. This was back in November. They, all, they still do. I never thought I would see a moment where Andy Reid looks more healthy yeah. than Bruce He doesn't look like the walrus anymore. Cuckoo, cuckoo. He, he's cuckoo. looking better and better. But, man, Bruce, I'm worried about Bruce. And, it, and it's just age. I, I don't know him. I hadn't seen Bruce face-to-face in light years, okay? But I'm just saying – he didn't look healthy to me. He probably stays up all the time. He, he may do it, <laughs> he, but I, that's not you know that's not for me to say. So I need to just move on. Um, <clears throat> John, you're, you're just saying he's looked better in past days. I'm just saying, yeah, you know, it's like it's almost like in the last ten years, Bruce has aged about thirty five years. And maybe that happens for some people. Maybe it happened to me, but kind of worried about him. Mm-hmm. John on the um, live stream, he's tuning in on YouTube. He said, how about Coach Arians getting to the Super Bowl, Matt? What do you think about that? Can you remember him when you played? Give us a story. Yeah. I mentioned that yesterday. I, you know, the year he was there in his last year at State was 95. That was my first year. He was the OC QB coach when I was being recruited and then came onto the team and those types of things. And uh, got to be around him for one year, but I was being redshirted, so it wasn't like he was spending any extra time with me. And yeah, I mean, he treated us all the same. He's a great position coach, but I'm just saying there were other guys ahead of us who were going to play, and obviously they got, you know, the attention and the practice reps. And so once the season started, uh, Rob and I we were the same age as quarterbacks. We weren't even in his practices. We were over there running a scout team for our defense, you know, which is, you know, totally different. But he was great to us, coached us hard. Um, he told Rob and I at one point, he said, hey, look, I got a house over here at such and such street. Uh, I'm almost never there. There's a pool. They come and clean it. We don't use it. Y'all want to go swim and go there and swim anytime you want to go swim. I'm like, yes. 
And then we didn't take him up on it very much, but I did appreciate the offer. Went some. And and another, he he did have to get on to us one time. Um, this was during pregame warm-ups against Alabama in 95. Again, Rob and I, as young quarterbacks, had to dress out for all the games, home and away. Very little chance we were going to play unless it was an emergency. We were red-shirting. But we are there. We're going through warm-ups. And in Tuscaloosa, it was the middle of the day game, and it was freezing cold, and the wind was blowing like 50 miles an hour. And it was wet. It had been raining, and our, we're soaking wet, freezing cold. You know, this wind's blowing. And our quarterbacks, our two guys in 95, which was um, Derek Tate, the starter, and Adam Russell, the backup, there's a portion where they step up and take all the reps and the warm-ups after we get loose. And they started throwing these, what we call pat-and-go, to get loose, where you just you know throw the deep ball, let people run under it, you start getting loose. Well, the wind was blowing so hard during warm-ups that they would throw these soft passes up in the air, and the wind would hit it and blow the ball all over the place. <laughs> and the receivers are like out there doing pirouettes, trying to track the ball down. It's just warm-ups. And, you know, if you didn't throw a tight spiral, the wind would hit it and blow it over behind the bench, you know? Well, Rob and I are standing back there watching this during warm-ups before the game. This is in Tuscaloosa. And we sort of started to get tickled. Every time the wind, one of these guys, Derek or Adam, would throw the ball and the wind would hit it, boom, blow that ball 15 yards over there. Guys going chasing it. And we were like... And then Rob would be like, hey, watch this. Watch, watch, watch this one. Watch. We'd throw it. The wind would hit it, like stop it dead in its tracks, you know. We got tickled, started giggling. Bruce just calmly turns around, kind of walks back in our direction and goes, hey, guys, hey, guys, hey, guys, hey. We come over. He goes, if I hear one more snicker, you're taking these uniforms off right here and walking back into the locker room naked, and you will not dress out for another game. You guys got it? <laughs> We were like, yes, sir, we got it. Zip it. <laughs> he did not want us giggling at his quarterbacks before the Alabama game. And I get it. But if you'd seen what we saw, you'd be laughing too. All right. <clears throat> Divinity Equipment phone line, Ready Teddy is here. Let's see what he's got for us today. Teddy, what's up? I don't hear Teddy. Teddy, you there? Come in, Teddy. Hello. Teddy! Can you hear me, Teddy? Nope, he couldn't hear us. Yeah, we got Jason and Flagstaff. Oh, right. Jason's so with us. Go to him. Yeah. Let's do it. Jason, you there? And yeah. There we go, we. Jason. What's up? Go ahead. Not nothing much. I heard you mention Derek Tate. I've always wondered, is his arm as strong as it looked on TV? <laughs> Oh, yeah, he could throw it now. He could absolutely let it rip for sure. Yeah, he had a big, strong arm. All right. Yeah. I just I remembered watching him, and I remembered that one year, I don't remember what year it was, but one year he had six of the SEC's ten longest pass completions. <laughs> and I'm like, it, it, Cheryl didn't throw the ball that much back then. I'm you know, like, they, didn't, they didn't throw it a ton, but then, like, they would have these games, like I want to say in 94 – they had a game against Tulane where Derek threw for like 460-something yards, and that was under Bruce Arians too. Yeah, they would have these games where they just totally go off, you know. And and I tell you, I also remember in 94, Jason, that deep ball 
against Alabama that he threw that Eric Moles out jumped everybody for. Yeah. One of these plays where when you see the picture, even a still picture of what Eric Moles did, you you can't believe it. I mean, it's just yeah. not supposed to be humanly possible. But you go back and watch the play, Derek. They're out at midfield, man. He puts it in the lights, throws it a mile high and 50 yards in the air, and put it up over everybody's head, knowing that Moles was going to out-jump people to catch the football. Derek was really a physically gifted guy. He could really run, too, like a legit 4-6 type guy in a 40. I was about to say, the one thing, the one time I remember, and I have no idea who they were playing, but they were on the opposite side of the 50, and he didn't even set his feet. And he just chunked it right to the end zone, and the dude just walked under it. And I'm like, "How did he do that?" Yeah, he, it looks like a, like he flicked his wrist. And yeah, fifty yards. You know, that's it, Derek. In, in a good way, what you want at that level is the miss. If you miss on deep balls, you're missing. You're overthrowing it. You you don't necessarily want guys yeah. missing underthrowing it. Uh, yeah, he had no arm strength issue whatsoever. I tell you, another one is Todd Jordan. Um, who was a year or two ahead of Derek? People forget, you know, Todd was this big six-five quarterback out of Tupelo who, like Florida State, Notre Dame, and everybody's trying to sign him. I mean, like he's got Bobby Bowden sitting in his house in Tupelo, but grew up a state fan, wanted to go to state, goes to state. You go back and watch some of those highlights on teams at state that weren't built to throw the ball. There were times yeah. they'd play him and throw it, and they, you talk about a big arm now. Todd could let – he was like one of these – he'd win the long throw challenge now. He's going to win that. He was a big, strong arm dude for sure. Hey, Jason. He was before I started watching. But I remember uh, it was Chris Ralph when he came in for Croom that one time. Everything he threw was 10 yards. <laughs> yeah, Chris uh, Chris Ralph's development from where he started under Croom to where he finished under Mullen is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I think he traveled farther than any quarterback I can think of in the SEC from where he started to where he finished. Good stuff. Hey, Jason, thanks for the call, buddy. All right, bye-bye. Yep. Teddy is back. Let's give him another shot. Teddy. Hi. Hey, I'm here, man. All right, go ahead. All right, well, um, I was thinking yesterday about NFL, and I just put something in perspective. And How old were you in 1992? Oh, goodness. I was 14. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I was 15, 16. Okay. Well, from the time you were 15 or 16 years old, other than the injuries, the Green Bay Packers have had two starting quarterbacks, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Good night. You're right. Holy cow. How, remar- how remarkable is that? That is. Well, you know, and Teddy, I was thinking about that. Somebody mentioned earlier as we started the show talking about the difference in the NFL and college in terms of coaching. Like, which one would you rather coach? And a guy called in and was talking about, you know, the motivation, how, how it becomes a lot different for guys and their motivation once they get to the NFL. I've always thought, you know, you look at a guy like Brett Favre, to play football that many years of your life, um, that's the longevity. The longevity part of it, to me, is is more impressive than the ability part of it, just to continue to go – and put yourself through that every year to love it that much. No, that's an incredible stat. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm impressed by the Steelers. You know, just three coaches. You know, Tomlin, Tower, and uh, I can't. I'm having a 
Yeah, Chuck Noll. Yeah, they've only had three. Co- they've only had three coaches in all those years, and I think the, the Farvin Rogers thing is probably just as impressive. That is, I mean, it is. For, tw- two- for twenty-eight years, either Farvin or Aaron Rodgers when they're starting was their starting quarterback. If Aaron Rodgers leaves for twenty-eight years, I mean, we're pushing three <laughs> decades and two starting quarterbacks. That is just that's incredible. I ain't never heard of anything like that. That's all I got, man. Appreciate yeah. it, guys. Thanks, Teddy. Wow. What a stat. Squares on the country pleasing text line says Sean Payton needs to do the right thing. Go get Rodgers. Tyler sent us a picture of his box of patty sausage that he got from country pleasing country meat packers, Highway 49 Florence. Man, yeah. Y'all tell Ponto they've got patties. Wally says, my friend replaces old sewer lines in Memphis. His business has been good. <laughs> tell you, <laughs> plumbers and HVAC, they got all the business they want. Louvier says divorce lawyers are all covered up, too. People are forced to spend more time at home together, and they find out they don't really like each other. That's sad. Dog Tired in Florence says... When Nick Saban was in the NFL, did he realize it was harder to win Super Bowls than national championships? Yeah, he did. There are no overwhelming personnel advantages in the NFL. Overwhelming, I mean. There are none. And it changes year to year. Not the case in college football, obviously, if you get the right job. Jason and Flagstaff. Someone mentioned that Tampa versus Raiders Super Bowl. I always thought that Gruden was the difference. He just left the Raiders. He knew everything about them, particularly Rich Gannon. Gruden came up as a quarterback coach under Holmgren, Mariucci, and Andy Reid. Uh, yeah, he was the X factor in that. Man, Gruden had a great run there for a little while. Parlayed that into all those millions he made on Monday Night Football. And then just well, whenever you. helped that the Raiders starting uh, offensive center went manic depressive and didn't well, show up. Didn't now, show up. That's a good yeah, point. A huge part of that game. They were doing all kinds of stuff. Yep. Anthony from Tupelo said manufacturing appliances would be on the top of that list. Also, they told us that it could be April before we get a refrigerator we picked out to buy. Really? You mean so like there's just you can't get it supplied? I guess so the manufacturers had to shut down because of COVID, so you're not you're not able to get stuff. Unnamed Texas said Romo is an oracle from Greek mythology. <laughs> Brooksy McJack! says, come on now, not happening to you. You look 30 again. Well, let me just say this. You never know, Brooksy, when it's going to hit. I may be rolling along right now like I'm supposed to, but it could hit at any time. I'm just worried a little bit about Bruce, man. He's aged a, a lot. But he's in the Super Bowl. Big big old grin on his face ear to ear. Probably that would time t- with the Cardinals did him in. <laughs> He's probably not the only one. All right. Hour two rolls along in the Bureau. Next, stick around. 